Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey, a writer from Dublin. I'm Karen Moynihan, I'm a graphic designer and Sweet Valley High blogger. And we are about to discuss the second in the Sweet Valley saga, Secrets. And I think we'll agree that it is not a classic it's, Sweet Valley. No, it's not. It's it's a, it's one of the weaker ones. <laughs> uh, possibly because it's all about Enid, who's incredibly boring. It's true, yeah, she is. So, yeah, there's not much material to uh, to work with. There's not much to do, yeah, no. yeah with her. But it, it does begin literally where the other one left off. That's true, yeah. So Can we do some taglines and blurbs? Yes. Okay. So Let's get going. Also on the cover, we've got <gasps> Jessica up to no good as per usual on the phone. She's on the phone and she's looking sneaky. She really is. She really is. Uh, Elizabeth is over her shoulder looking shocked. It's actually, the cover is so much better than the book and in the early 90s... <laughs> There's so much promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so disappointing. But in the early 90s, I actually paid to get a A3 size colour photocopy made as a present for my sister. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, it was for Christmas or birthday or something. I wasn't made of money. (laughs) I wasn't just like flashing that sort of cash around for no reason. But yeah, I put it on her bedroom door. So Fantastic. um, Yeah, the sister she shared with, I don't think was that. (laughs) (laughs) Not as impressed. I don't think she minded too much. And to be honest, I wish I had that Print out now. Yeah. I would. I would happily display it in my home. <laughs> the, Free that. Yeah, it's the. Uh, it is. It is one of the classic covers. It is, even if it's not a classic book. Yeah, but the, co- the cover. The cover makes up for a lot. I think it does. Mm. So, um, yeah. If you want to take us in with the tagline, okay. cover tagline. Yeah. So our cover tagline is what Jessica wants, Jessica gets, even if someone gets hurt. <gasps> That could be... Which is kind of a repeat of the end of the blurb of the first. Yeah, the end of the blurb was just like, what Jessica wants, you, Jessica <laughs> usually gets, even if it ends up hurting her sister. Oh, mad blurb writers. Like, Come on, guys. A bit more variety. Like, they were both out the same month. Yeah. So, you know, you you're looking... Just, the, you could have just checked really easily. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it also is a tagline that could sum up practically every single book. That's true. Because that is She's basically... She's always out to something, to up to something. Terrible. Doing something bold. Yeah. Yeah. So on the back, we've got Jessica would stop at nothing. <gasps> dot, dot, dot. Well, yeah, that's, that could I mean, also be part again, of every book. Yeah, can't, can't argue with that. Mm. So beautiful and ruthless. <laughs> Jessica Wakefield is determined to be chosen queen of the fall dance at Sweet Valley High. If she can win the contest, she's sure to win Bruce Patman, the most sought after boy in school. The only person standing in Jessica's way is Enid Rollins, <sighs> somehow. <laughs> when Jessica <laughs> discovers the truth about Enid's past she knows the crown is within her grasp <gasps> she doesn't care that Enid is her twin sister Elizabeth's best friend or that revealing the secret may cost Enid both her reputation Ooh. and the boy she loves <gasps> only Elizabeth can save Enid from Jessica's vicious gossip but can she stop her scheming twin in time? Hmm. well actually no spoilers but kind of not yeah not really <laughs> the answer to that like failed on that count <laughs> uh, well I mean uh, Elizabeth is not a good friend 
She's not really, no. No. I mean, we do have um, examples in this in this very book of her being kind of a crap friend and she's just kind of patronizing all the time and like that's basically the extent of her of her friendship um but yeah the the book does begin as the previous one left off it, it's a very direct continuation yeah and it begins with Enid coming to Elizabeth for some guidance of course yeah they're, they're making some cookies yeah in the Wakefield Spanish Child Kitchen ah the Spanish Child Kitchen and I think this is the first mention of the Spanish Child Kitchen Spanish, sometimes it's Spanish style, sometimes it's Spanish tiles. I suppose it's, maybe it's the same thing? Well, the first one means the same. I mean, you know, Spanish style includes <laughs> the tiles. <laughs> so yeah, it's the first mention of this classic decor. Presumably chosen by Alice, their mother, because oh, she is an interior designer. She's a successful interior designer. She's very successful. Mm. So um, yeah, I don't know. She's she rocks that Spanish style kitchen for a very long time. So you'd think she'd be shaking it up a bit. But um, yeah, they're making the cookies. In the Spanish style kitchen, and Enid has a revelation. Enid's on edge. Yeah, she's mm. she's very upset. But uh, yeah, things things have gone downhill apparently for Enid, and she's worried that her terrible boyfriend Ronnie is going to find out the truth and that he'll despise her for it. Yeah, and actually, she's right about that too. Well, she actually, she was not wrong. Yeah, um, she doesn't think he's terrible. By the way, we think he's terrible. Yeah, because he is. That's true. <laughs> I think you listeners will agree that he is atrocious. He is awful. So, yeah, Enid confesses to Elizabeth that uh, two years earlier, when her parents were getting divorced, she'd gone a little crazy. <gasps> she was angry, hurt, upset. She'd drifted in with a bad crowd and gotten involved with a boy named George Warren. <clears throat> They'd gone from drinking to drugs, trying just about everything that came their way. See, I just do not believe this. So unlikely. I think Enid's experience with drugs is the same as my experience with drugs was when I was 16, which was a couple of drags off a split <laughs> in a playing field near Dublin Airport. I mean, maybe not the airport part, but the rest, yes. She took some paracetamol and got Yes, got she took some weird. cough medicine. Like, that <laughs> is about it. I just do not believe she was, like, off her face Ever. on crack. No, it just, it, yeah. Uh, but actually, I mean, she she has some letters. She does. So she's been writing to George, who has since uh, gotten his act together. Yeah, somewhere else. I can't remember where he is. He's he just he, like he been evacuated. He, he was packed off to like a strict boarding. Oh, school. so he was. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she is freaking out because yeah, because they <laughs> back when they were you know in their their druggy heyday, oh, yeah. they went joyriding in George's <gasps> car, which <sighs> isn't joyriding. That is not it's your own car. Let's just go for a drive. But uh, yeah, but apparently they were what were they stoned out of their minds? Oh, on they were like hopped up on bennies. <laughs> it's like it's very loathing in Las Vegas or something. They're like we were cruising down the motorway, <laughs> hopped up on bennies out of our damn minds. Oh god! But like they it's, hit they hit a kid and broke his arm, so that is quite bad. It is quite bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, so she's still been writing to George since now that they've both straightened their lives out yeah. and have, you know, changed their personalities completely to the point that you would never, ever believe any of this actually happened. Yes. Um, yeah, so she's writing to George and she's freaking out that Ronnie's going to find out and dump her and hate her and all that kind of stuff. Yes, because so he she, is uh, very judgmental. Oh, he's the worst. He's actually really, really horrible. <laughs> um, I know we keep saying this, but he is. And uh, he's horrible at every other appearance. He's, he's actually the centre of the most boring Sweet Valley book which is a later one where he becomes a gambling addict and oh. it's just like it's it's poor you know it is not a poor good show Ronnie poor it's, show. it's not a good book <laughs> I mean by Sweet Valley standards that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway what's that saying but yeah so she so she shows one of George's letters to Liz 
And for some reason, they end up having a pillow fight. Yeah, are they still in the kitchen? They're, no, they I think they've, they've moved to the bedroom yeah. at this point. And they're, they're having, some, having some girl talk. Yeah. Uh, showing some letters. Liz is like, it's fine. It's in the past. Mm. It's grand. Also, I don't believe a word of it. But uh, yeah, so they end up having a pillow fight. And one of the letters falls on the floor unnoticed. So I wonder, well, what, I wonder what's going to happen. What could possibly happen <laughs> to that smoking letter? And... Uh, yeah, so that's sort of... And, and like, there's not really anything that triggers her giant fear. It's just general Wani being a judgmental Yeah, it kind of just... She has no reason to think George is going to show himself or... Turn up or... Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of... Yeah. it's There's a lot of plot holes in this book. There really are. Oh, yeah, but there is also a great bit where uh, Enid is tearfully telling Elizabeth this whole story. <laughs> and halfway through her kind of confession, she starts thinking about how gorgeous Elizabeth is. That's very realistic. Like, this <laughs> that's is, this is how friends are together. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> whole time she'd been telling her story, Enid was staring down at the kitchen counter, unable to meet Elizabeth's gaze. Now she looked up into a pair of blue-green eyes, <gasps> shining with sympathy. Enid had always thought Elizabeth was pretty, though in a less flashy way than her identical twin sister, Jessica. <laughs> it's like, come on! <laughs> Why are you thinking, like, oh, I'm worried that my boyfriend's going to break up with it's me. Like, even when Enid's having problems, there's well, still time to appreciate the beauty. Unless Enid <laughs> was in love with... Elizabeth, which also <laughs> is equally poor taste to, well, maybe slightly less poor taste to Ronnie because Elizabeth isn't as actively terrible. Mm. But there's no indication that this is true. I think it is, you were just meant to think that it's, she's just dazzled by Wakefieldness. And actually, there's, Elizabeth gets a good, uh, well, good uh, moment where she vows, when she's vowing to not give away Enid's secret. Hence the name of the book. Um, solemnly, Elizabeth placed her palm against the nearest thick book at hand, which just happened to be her dictionary. Being a writer, she was never never very far from it. Oh As a professional writer for nearly 20 years, I can tell you this is not true. <laughs> Even in the sort of late 90s when I got my first job, um, I was not always, you know, may not have had internet access all the time, but I did not have a dictionary next to me. Also, I got this little gem. Of course, she didn't consider herself an earnest anyway. Not yet. Anyway. The humility. Right now, right now, most of the writing she did was for Sweet Valley High's Oracle, for which she was the author of the Eyes and Ears column. Yeah, yeah, no shit, you're That's, not at the next Hemingway. Yeah. Like, I'm not a huge <laughs> Hemingway fan, but really, like, there is a difference oh. between him and your gossip column. She's aiming high anyway, you know. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> fair, fair fucks to her. I guess. So, yeah, so she vows... Um, she she vows to keep her keep trap shut, but little does she know that Jessica has has got her sights she's on Enid. Away. Yes, yes, yeah. So Jessica hates Enid anyway because she's just enraged that her sister has a best friend, pretty much. Yeah, which is very controlling and weird, it's especially very, as she has her own friends. Well, yeah, it's quite weird behavior that she's Ugh. she's kind of just wants to take all Elizabeth's time and doesn't like when she goes off to hang out with Enid. I know it is very creepy. It's like you go off and hang out with Kara and Lila, so yeah. What's she? What's Liz meant to do? Yeah, I mean, stop being her weird. Boring friend. <laughs> yeah. But this, that's not her only reason this time. Mm. That's right, because the fall dance is coming up. <gasps> Another da- dance. Yeah. Well, of course. So, <laughs> gotta keep dancing. <laughs> so, uh, Jessica is in the running to be the queen of the fall dance because that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, Enid is her biggest competition. Yeah, and the Which, explanation again, for this is very implausible. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the reason why she figures this is because Ronnie, Enid's boyfriend, is on the dance committee. So somehow that will make everybody vote for Enid. Yeah, apparently he'd be able to swing votes for her or something. Yeah. And also, I just don't buy Enid being her rival in this because Enid is so incredibly boring. Yeah. Like, if anything, this is Lila Fowler's gig. Yes. Like, she's the one, she's the bitchy popular girl. Yeah. 
those are the girls that go for these things if, yeah. if, if, if high school movies have taught me anything and they have taught us quite a lot quite actually a this is an opportunity for us to ask any Americans who might be listening like is there any basis in reality for anything that's happening uh, so far in terms of you know did you always have dances and did you elect some sort of is royalty? There royalty at all these dances? Yeah, like, is it titled all the, like all like I read a homecoming kings and queens, but right, they seem yeah. to have kings and queens for like every other week. Like. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, Enid is inexplicably the the her rival. Mm. So so she's she's in her sights as a target now. Mm. This is. And she's not going to go well for Enid. And she cooks up a scheme. She does. And it's a pretty bad one. <laughs> so Jessica is, she's rooting around Elizabeth's room, uh, probably looking for something to wear. Because mm. famously, Jessica's room is always in an absolute heap. Yes. And affectionately known as... The Hershey bar. That's right. Because she painted it brown. <laughs> Why would you do that? That is very, yeah, that did not make any sense. Just one in a long string of things that don't make sense. I know. I don't know why I'm sounding so surprised. Really. <laughs> you think after all these years, nothing would shock me about these goons. Oh, but anyway, you'd be wrong. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so Jessica finds the letter that uh, Elizabeth didn't notice falling. <clears throat> so she reads it and she's like, oh my God, I've got this thing on Enid. So she uh, sneaks downstairs. Actually, I love this because she, she goes downstairs to make a copy of the letter. And while she does so, she whistles nonchalantly Ooh. under her breath. It's oh, like, you're so inconspicuous. <laughs> Whistling around your house. Like, boop, 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 boop. Not doing anything. Yeah. I, yeah. You'd think she'd be better at sneaking. That's what I'm You would think feeling. at this stage. Yeah, she's got plenty of practice. <laughs> she really has. So... In the next, actually, in the next book, no spoilers, but she outsources some sneaking. She does, yeah. So you know, true. maybe she's just she can delegate the sneakiness. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a little network. Um, so yeah, she photocopies the letter. Mm. She leaves it in Ronnie's. She leaves it in Ronnie's locker. locker. Yeah, and just uh, move. And while she's in school that day, I believe it is that day, she um, there's a moment which is one of my all-time favorite Sweet Valley moments because it's so insane. She's gazing at Bruce. And now you could make an argument for the depiction of Bruce as very much being the female gaze. That's true. Because yeah. it's always she's always going on about how beautiful he yeah. is and his lean limbs. He's so body. handsome. And in this case, she says, "I've got to go. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later." She tossed distractedly back at Kara. Her eyes Kara. riveted on the glorious spectacle of Bruce climbing the stairs with the loose-limbed grace of a young lion. It's. It's amazing. Like that is that is some solid gold, sweet valley nonsense. That is a classic. That is actually the one classic moment in this book. It's so good. Is the, is the young lion thing? But also now that I'm reading it, it's like, is he getting up the stairs on all fours? Oh yeah. Is he, is he actually crawling? Panda <laughs> <up the laughs> <stairs? laughs> on the runway type of. Oh my god. Oh, wow. that's even better. <laughs> oh. It just uh, keeps on giving. It really, really does. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, she 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 always has time to, uh, you know, uh, check out Bruce even mm. while she's concocting schemes. And actually, the scheme is sort of the purpose of it is she wants to be the queen. Mm. But part of the reason she wants to be the queen is that she's sure Bruce is going to be elected king. He's a shoe in for fall king. King, also, fall monarch. Also, that's a thing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so yeah, she. This is like going to be. The they will game. rule together over yeah. Sweet Valley High, as as that's how I assume it's this King and works. queen of autumn or something yes so they are uh, that's her her purpose mm. so I suppose it is blending both uh, you know Bruce lusting and scheming are all going in the same direction it's true um, so Ronnie gets this letter yes and is immediately absolutely dreadful to Enid it is really horrible it's a really horrible scene they're up at like Miller's Point which is like the the Sweet Valley make out point yeah 
There's some cars there. The windows are steamed up. We know what's happening we here. We do, yeah. <laughs> Don't want to look too closely. <laughs> and yeah, he is really... It's actually quite disturbing. It is. Because he kind of... He's really rough with her or something. He like, starts kissing of, her. He's and like, then he's sort of yeah. like, Oh, I thought you liked it like that. Yeah. Like, it's really horrible. It's unpleasant. Yes. Yeah, and Enid's like, What the hell is happening? And then he... He accuses her. Um, and I think he... Uh, yeah, at the... Um, the, he says something like, why should I believe you? You belied to be on log, acting like Miss Goody Two-Shoes, when the truth is you are hot and heavy with George and who knows who else. Yeah, rude. Yeah. And there's actually not really, you know, part of the fact it's he's just being horrible. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's ever even any implication in the letters that, like, I mean, they were doing, they were hopped up on Benny's. But <laughs> <laughs> they know what they were doing. <laughs> you know, I don't, there's no indication they were doing anything sexual. Also, no. it's none of your business, Ronnie. Yeah. He's got a life. It was like two years ago. Yeah. Come on, Ronnie. Um, so yeah, he's horrible. He's awful. And he kind of he grabs her wrists and like really tightly. So like the circulation is cut off. And it's like, what the Step away. You terrible person. No, it's it's not nice. Yeah. So he's horrible and they break up. Yes. Um, But Enid's heartbroken. She's very upset. Yeah. Because for some reason she's in love with him. Mm. Inexplicably. Mm. Yes. And she... She blames somebody. She blames Liz. Yeah. Well, Liz is the only other person that knows. But it's also like obviously not something she'd do yes you know so she, apparently she's honesty personified and all that kind of stuff yeah. so, I mean, so it's very unconvincing yeah but Ina just immediately assumes it was Liz that, uh, that ratted her out for no good reason like it, it wouldn't and she doesn't really give her a chance she doesn't really give her a chance to explain but the only good thing is is that she actually does yell at Liz because um, she, she is a doormat to Liz most of the time <laughs> and also Jess lets this slide so she see she she goes to Enid at some stage and, was, and, and basically lets Enid She kind of, yeah, implies that, that it was Liz. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Liz, yeah. That grass her up. So, oh, she's mm. so, that's like the tenth time she's allowed somebody to be falsely accused. And we're only on book two. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's a lot more where that came from. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's, so there's division between Enid and Liz. There is. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Jessica is just going around ruining lives for no good reason no I mean she's she's monstrous yeah and she's also, she also kind of tells Enid that Ronnie's been going around calling Enid a tramp and everything and which like, is probably true but yeah well, <laughs> well don't tell her like I'm sure he has been saying this but it's just kind horrible. of she's only saying it to upset her like yeah. it's really mean she is very mean she is mean and anyway why does she think that Bruce will automatically be free because apparently he is going out oh yeah with a 19-year-old. He's taking some 19-year-old bird to the dance. <sighs> like, scarlet for her because, seriously. Go to a school. What are you doing Disco. hanging out with some high school kids yeah. when you're in college? Like, stop it. I know. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. But uh, there's a party at Lila's. So she talks, Ooh. Jessica talks Ronnie into being her date for the dance. So she could use him for her sweet, sweet votes. Because apparently he's the, the magic thing that'll make her queen. It's like some Joe Kennedy style vote fixing. <laughs> 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 the ballot box gone missing somewhere. Yes. Dead people voting. Oh God. So uh, yeah, um, but that doesn't really work. And um, Liz decides that like she's going to have her revenge on Jessica for doing all this stuff. So yeah, she... And but it's not really a good revenge plan. Of course it's not, because it's, it's Elizabeth's revenge. Yes. <laughs> it's always terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so Liz, she, she, she overhears, I think, that Jessica and Ronnie are going to the dance together. And Jessica just kind of passes it off as an attempt to get Enid and Ronnie back together. Oh. Um, because of course she does. 
But uh, yeah, but well, I think it's like the day of the dance, the, the twins are told to clean their rooms. And while doing so, Liz finds the letter that was replaced back where Jessica found it and realises that Jessica was the leak. The mole, the if mole. you will. <laughs> and she is actually genuinely really, she's actually angrier. I suppose it's, you know, fair play. You know, she's angrier with Jessica for doing this to Enid than she was for Jessica telling giant lies about her. Like yeah. She's actually quite... And for, and for falsely accusing Todd of trying to rape her. Like, she's yeah. more angry about this than yeah. anything else. And the worst stuff has happened already. I know. Well, she's very inconsistent. I think we've learned <laughs> that much. But, yes, yeah, so of course, um, she plans revenge. She does. But it's, what can we say about her revenge plan? I mean, yeah. So, yeah, they're all at the dance. Uh, the, the fall fall dance. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elizabeth starts a rumour that Jessica is really into Winston Egbert, noted class clown. Yes. Who is mad about Jessica. But and in, like, in a kind of pathetic way. Yeah. Like in the early books, in later books he becomes, you know, less cartoonish. Yeah. But like literally in these books, he fancies Jessica and at one stage when like Elizabeth gives him a kiss on the cheek, he runs across the school whooping like a chimpanzee. It's apparently. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, be more chill, Winston. Like, <laughs> just have some dignity, have, man. Yeah. Bit of self-respect. Come mm. on. He really doesn't have any, and also, but he does not deserve to be used in this fashion. No, because to punish thing. Jessica. That's right. Like, that's really dickish. Because Liz's whole thing is how lovely she is to everyone, and everyone's you know thinks she's the best. But then she uses Winston as a punchline because she spreads this rumor mm. as a joke on Jessica that she'll end up being fall queen with Winston as her fall king rather than Bruce. And it's like that's a bit shitty. Yeah. And it's, you know, he, he she knows that's not going to be fun for Winston. No. Because other with Jessica, who's just going to be horrible to him. Of course she is. Like, it's, it's not like she's setting them up, you know, for a happy relationship. So, yeah, Elizabeth, think of the fallout from your stupid revenge plan. Yeah. And meanwhile, Enid has decided, because she's not, she's basically friendless, because Elizabeth is her only friend, and now she's not talking to her. No. And she doesn't have crappy abusive Ronnie anymore. <laughs> but she decides to go on her own. Yeah. Which stag. is, by the way, is... Like a shocking statement of independence in Sweet Valley. It is. Because they all have to have dates for They absolutely do. No one goes anywhere alone. No. It's like (laughs) some sort of weird buddy system. Absolutely. But they, they, she's prepared to go and she's she's all dressed up. And who should arrive? On a doorstep. (gasps) And he's become a hunk. He's back and he's hot. Yes. He's he's (laughs) off the drugs and high on life. (laughs) And he's he's ready for he's ready for action and uh, he's he's just dying to go to a sweet body dance. Oh god. And they sort of like don't they just start snogging in front of her mom? In front of her mom, yeah. yeah. It's like she answers the door, her mom is there in the room. So they're like she's like reunited with George and then they just start shifting and it's like Lads, oh. at least wait till you're in the car or something. Yeah. Also, it's like, <laughs> Come you know, on. obviously the chemistry between them, it's like, they haven't seen each other for two years. They're just <laughs> at it. Hugs down each other's throats within oh, like two God. minutes. Yep. So they turn up. Yes. And everyone's like, who's this new guy? This He's mysterious so mysterious. Hunk. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth is like, oh, there's my, my estranged beloved friend. <laughs> and of course, Enid basically apologizes to Liz. Yeah. They get it all straightened out and figure out that it was Jessica, of yes. course, all along, as usual. And it was messing things up for everybody. Yeah. And then they have uh, the revenge plan, mm. which works. Yeah. So weirdly, everyone buys the idea that Jessica is into Winston. And it's like, that's so unlikely. Yeah. But again, logic not their strong point. They swallow a lot in this. They really do. School. Like yeah. they believe they're very easily. Very. Fooled. Yeah. 
everybody in it. If you just say something to them, they like, oh, I guess it's true it's then. True. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really question a lot. No. So, so Winston has voted king. Yeah. And actually, weirdly, they announced Jessica first and then Winston. And again, she's waiting for Bruce. She thinks she's, it's going to yeah, be Yeah, she's like, it's going to be Bruce. This is going to be amazing. And it's Winston. Yes. And it's like, no. But also, I have an issue with Winston being announced after Jessica because, again, in high school movies, the queen is always like the headliner. Yeah. You know? You're right. It's like the king because, you know, whatever, who cares? But the queen is. Yeah, that is true. They're just, they're messing with reality. I don't know if we could call it that. A certain kind of reality. For the sake of a slightly crappy reveal mm. so um and that is that's basically the main plot. Ish. Yeah. Uh, it's as you could see listeners it was a brief one i mean it wasn't was, a huge amount to it it's actually unusually short yeah for a speed value book it's, it it's a slim volume <laughs> but uh it does have a really weird subplot mm, okay yes so the subplot is the rumor that miss dalton who's the sexy french teacher mm. Uh, is having an affair with Ken Matthews, who is the hot football player. Yes, he's the quarterback. Is he? Oh, I believe he is. Gotta love quarterback. Well, uh, this (laughs) career-destroying rumour that she's molesting one of her students is not really taken very seriously. I mean, it's not. It's sort of just seen as sort of smutty gossip. Yeah, and it's actually a rumour started by Lila out of spite because because Miss Dalton is going out with Lila's dad. So she wants to sort of destroy She's just trying to ruin her reputation. But there's this really lame bit when they're all in class and Miss Dalton walks in and someone's written on the blackboard oh, yeah. if you don't know what a French kiss is ask Ken Matthews oh it's, it's really lame but Miss Dalton just like cries and runs away and it's like really yeah surely you just be like fuck's sake lads and just like <laughs> wipe it off the board and get on with your French lesson. also you need to you know talk to HR in the school like yeah. find you know do something about this terrible story. Yeah. And then it, it just sort of fizzles out. It just kind of goes away. Yeah. Like Enid goes to see her because she's all upset about her whole Ronnie situation. But like. And yeah, she's I a bit kind of, you can't let yourself be defined by rumours, yeah. says the teacher who ran out of a classroom. Yeah. So, so she kind of talks Enid into just like going to the dance anyway. And then decides herself that she should do the same thing and hold her head high. So she turns up at the dance yeah. and like dances with Roger Connells, Collins. And then that's kind of it. Like it's. Yeah. A pretty serious rumour that no one follows up on or and, investigates. And then or it just, anything. it ends somehow. Yeah, it's just like, oh, well, I guess that's fine now. Yeah. It's but, weird. So that's basically it. But it does, we do get led in to uh, to the, the next That's volume. right. So yeah, the kind of, the other thread that was running through it, of course, is Jessica's obsession with Bruce. She is very obsessed. And just, uh, yeah, how, how obsessed she is with him. So at the end of the book, she's dancing with Winston. It's not going well because Winston's clumsy and, of course he is. you know, acting the maggot. So Bruce sails past, nearly colliding with her as she stumbled backwards in an attempt to escape Winston's murderous feet. He swept her with a long look that sent an electric shock tingling up her spine. <gasps> There was a hint of invitation in his smile, Ooh. more than a spark of interest in his sexy blue eyes. Could some of some of her misery faded? Could it be? So our little tagline then is: Can Jessica play Bruce Patman's game and win? Find out in Sweet Valley High number three, playing with fire. <gasps> and it is a classic. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I am very much fairness. looking forward to that because it is one of the all-time greats and it is. the raciest one. It's very saucy. Yeah, well, it is. We'll discuss that more in the next in the next, in the episode. next episode. Yeah. But do you have some outfits? We do and have some stats. outfits and stats and actually there is an amazing line between uh, Elizabeth and Todd before the dance where they're hanging out in the dairy burger as you do. But uh, Todd says to her, hey, he says, you don't look too happy for someone who's going to the dance tonight with the most fantastic guy on the West Coast. She forced a weak smile. 
Burt Reynolds is taking me to the dance? <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. I love it. Burt Reynolds. Like, I mean, this is in the this 80s. This is 1985. 16-year-old like, girls in the 80s. Were they into Burt Reynolds? No. I doubt it. I don't think... In 1986, I, I was like 11, so. 10 or 11. Yeah. I don't think I knew who he was. <laughs> like, like smoking the band was, was a bandit. good while ago. Yes. And there there are other weird dated references. So the, the droids do make an appearance they in do. this episode. Oh, episode? This book. And they're described as being Sweet Valley High's answer to the Rolling Stones. What, like they're 50? Like this is, yeah. you know, the mid 80s. Like they got somebody more courage to compare them yeah, to. Yeah, like even the references are dated at the time. Yeah. It's it's a weird in a one. weird way, yeah. Like unless the people writing the books were in their fifties, and I, from what I gather, a lot of them were just recent like college students, graduates. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Mm, okay, but we do have some top-notch outfits. Oh, some of the best ever. There's some really good ones. Okay, so Jessica is in French class. She's bored. It's a gorgeous day. She wished she were at the beach instead, soaking up the rays in the bronze wet look one piece she'd bought the week before at Foxy Mama. Oh, like, wet look! It is the trashiest swimsuit. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's hideous. It sounds hideous. Oh God! Uh, Foxy Mama just like sewed her a pup. A wet look swimsuit. It just. That doesn't make any sense. I sort of imagine it looks like it's glistening. Maybe. Which sounds kind of like it's covered Shiny. in oil or something. Yeah. Well, maybe she could pull it off. I don't know. There's hmm. some other, there's some good, uh, there's a few more good outfits. There are. Okay, so there is a spectacular one from uh, noted legend Dana Larson. Oh, this is at all time. So she's the lead singer Solid of the droids. Classic. Like the droids are basically Gemma the Holograms. You know, yes, they're with pre- some boys. They're, they're pretty cool. There's some boys thrown in there. They wear some amazing ensembles. <laughs> so Dana, uh, tonight she was decked out in tight black velvet jeans, a pair of sparkly pink leg warmers and a purple satin blouse. Oh, and you it. know she can pull it off. I love it. Yeah. And she's got like cool short blonde hair. Yeah. She's a new wave babe. Like, she I is, love it. She is pretty amazing. <laughs> she's like, uh, she's actually also one of the few Sweet Valians who isn't like incredibly, incredibly sort of straight. Yeah. There. There's basically her and Olivia Davidson, who is also introduced in this ish- issue episode. I keep I'm forgetting what medium we're working in. <laughs> but Olivia is kind of the nearest that we've got to a hippie. That's true. And yeah. she's always wearing like, you know, embroidered sacks and, uh, and like wild long curly hair and she is known acoustic guitar yeah (laughs) oh yeah I forgot about the acoustic guitar and she's known on her for her liberal views on every subject from nuclear war to organic food she was especially big these days on women's rights (laughs) our token feminist yeah but of course she's like a you know weird and averted commas hippie yeah because she's not like a straight laced uber wasp well which probably is wasp well yeah probably because she's just uh, acting out <laughs> yes. With her before long skirts. She, before she's going to like go to Yale or something. Oh, though spoiler alert, if anyone's read all the way to the end of the Sweet Valley books, that does not happen. Uh oh. Yeah. We'll say no more. Um okay, we've a couple more outfits though. Go on. Uh so Jessica, she goes along to Lila Fadler's party in the hopes of snaring Bruce Patman, but of, of course. course he's off with his nineteen year old strange person. I suppose uh, it's better that the 19-year-old hasn't come to a party for six years. Oh, yeah, that would be true. very odd. She just went to the dance with them instead. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Jessica held up her ribbed, burgundy sweater dress. Mm. That seems more like... First of all, it's California. And yeah. The rest of the time, they're wearing wet-look swimsuits. Melting. Like, even the words... We're recording dress. this on a very hot day, and oh. even the words are making me feel <laughs> sweaty. Yeah. So, like... It's too much. Yeah. Too much. Jessica. 
There's just she's so unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's just keeping us guessing. Yeah. Will she wear a giant like Keep ski enough. suit yeah. in just on July all the time? And our final amazing outfit is the one that Miss Dalton turns up in. Oh dance. yeah, this in, is in her, her show of strength. This is something. Bear in so, mind, it's like 1986. Yeah, it was true that Miss Dalton had never looked prettier. She wore a long velvet skirt and an old-fashioned blouse with lots of ruffles and tucks. Her hair was perfect, and she had a silk rose pinned over one ear. It's like a Edwardian what? barmaid, like, a like ghost what? haunting them or something. What is she wearing? <laughs> like I could see how somebody might rock such an ensemble, oh, but like, but like in California, in California, that is velvet skirt. Just a floor length velvet skirt. Yeah, old fashioned blouse with lots of like it's so fussy and old fashioned. I just uh, I don't buy it. I don't understand. Her and Dana existing in the same room just seems impossible. <laughs> Are there any more? Is that is that a, is that a, it with the outfits? It but outfits, yeah. So then our numbers. Well, if you were disappointed with eight of each the last time, the uh, blonde mentions we get six. Oh, blonde mentions. Well, it's a short book. It so, is. It is. Know, that's that's still quite a lot. And the blue green eyes only get four shout outs. Oh, yeah, well. I know. You're disappointed. Again, I am a bit disappointed. But again, it is a shorter book. So <laughs> it is, it is. We'll see what happens with the next book. However, eye colour in general, there's like 18 references Whoa. to people's eye colour, which is a lot. That is a lot. I, I don't know. notice anybody's eye colour, unless it's no. something really unusual. Yeah, yeah. Like, or they've got <laughs> Bowie eyes or something. <laughs> like, something properly noticeable. Striking. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is I just... I couldn't tell you what, like, half, colour half my friend's eyes are. Mm. And yet, in Sweet Valley, everybody's always noticing people's blue, mostly blue. Mostly blue. Well, Todd has the old coffee-coloured oh, eyes. Oh, he does. Yeah. His warm coffee-coloured eyes. That's, right. that's true. That's Todd for you. So, um, yeah, that's quite a lot of uh, references to eyes in general. So it's they're really keeping us on our toes. Yeah. With this mixture of <laughs> body parts. Who knows what will come next? <laughs> oh, start talking about noses or something. <laughs> Um, so is that all the stats? That's all the stats, yeah. yeah well, they're, they're that's us, that's pretty impressive. Let me know this. Kate William, if that okay. is your real name, it's not. It's not. No. It's definitely not. <laughs> I was, yeah, I I believed for a while that Kate William was a person, that, but I think quite quickly. She would have been the hardest working person in America, like, yeah. if she that was, was really the case. Sure to get a book a week, basically. <laughs> An um, astonishing amount of work. But um, that is it for episode two yeah. of Double Love. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We will be back soon with episode three mm. in which we'll be discussing the all-time classic Playing With Fire. It's going to be good. Oh, yes. I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, it is, it's the first real classic, I it think. It is, yeah. That we're, we've um, we've reached so far. <laughs> um, so please follow us on Twitter at SVH Podcast and you can email us at svhpodcast at gmail.com and we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can follow the Headstuff Podcast Network at hspodnetwork and at thisheadstuff so please Uh, subscribe to us please rate and review on Apple Podcasts formerly iTunes yeah or Stitcher I don't even know what Stitcher is it's just apparently (laughs) it's a place where you you hear it on other podcasts yeah I do yeah so (laughs) if you know what it is and you use it please download us there and subscribe so you never miss a sudden kissed scintillating episode of uh, of Double Love in which two dark haired pale Irish people <laughs> <laughs> discuss the world of do tanned blonde California bitches. weirdos bitches <laughs> <laughs> and weirdos thank you very fun. much thanks for listening see you soon
This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.